What I want to talk about today, really to do with this week's Parsha of Parsha's Emor, but I'll tell you, I was thinking about a conference I heard about which had taken place in America, and that is a conference to deal with, so to speak, the effects of being the child of a rabbi. It was obviously a topic which generated enough interest for various uh, psychologists to analyze. And that is, what's the uh, negative effect, if one wants to call it that, which seems particular to children of Rabbanim. Now, I don't think they used as the subject audience Rabbanim who are in Kehillahs where everybody is really right to be a rock. Someone in a society where everyone around them are B'nai Torah, and therefore everyone's really acting the same way, and everyone's on the same level. Rather, I think the topic under discussion was places where the rabbis in a community where he may be the only observant Jew, or at least where the standards of the Rav and the standards of his community are very far apart. And the result of that is that the children of the rabbi feel very estranged from their peers. They may be in a class where they can't eat in anyone else's houses because they keep cautious. It may be that they can't join in the social activities of their children their age because it involves doing things or going to places of which the, their parents won't approve. And therefore, there's a certain disconnect or loneliness in such settings, in such situations, in being held to the standards of their parents in a society where no one else keeps the same standards. And sometimes it seems that the study came out with that the results can be that the child feels that he's been forced into a role that he didn't want to have or being forced to play a part he didn't want to be part of. And that can cause a certain amount of negative backlash. And that was the reason why this conference was convened, how to deal with or address the problem. Now, I wasn't invited to the conference, but nevertheless, it made me think. In the Quran, we have many Talmidim. We go out to be Rabbonim in just such kind of far-flung communities. So what is the Torah's response? Where does the Torah address a similar kind of issue? So I was thinking about it and looking at this week's parasha. And I was struck with the question, which I've never thought of before. So I want to share it with you. That is, the parish begins with the instruction to the Kohanim. The didim of Tumah Vitara of the plan to the Kohanim. And the parish begins, You must speak to the Kohanim, the sons of Aaron. And you must tell them, Now there are many times that Moshe has given instructions to talk to the Kohanim about those mitzvahs which apply particularly to the Kohanim. 
even just in Pashas Yamot. We have at least four or five occasions where Moshe is instructed to tell the Kohenim mitzvahs which apply to them. Whether it's in regard to Truma Vataira, whether it's in regard to eating Truma, whether it's in regard to the base of Mikdash. And the Torah's introduction, invariably, to mitzvahs which apply to the Kohenim is Daber al-Aaron Belbanov. Speak to Aaron and his sons. Aaron was the Kohen Gadol. And therefore, you speak to him. And at the same time, by extension, to his sons, also Kohenim. That's the norm. Once or twice we find the instruction was just to Aaron. And then the understanding was he would instruct his family to keep the same. But whenever there's a mitzvah which is directed to the Kohenim, we find that the instruction is to Aaron as the first Kohen. And so to speak, as a continuation, as an extension of that to his children. And yet here, in, in, in the introduction to the parish of the Kohenim, the beginning of Parashas Emor, we find that the Apostle says, and who is it being directed to, addressed to? Emor el Kohenim b'nei Aaron. You're speaking directly to the sons of Aaron, not Aaron himself. And it requires an explanation. These halachas are applicable to Aaron too. There's a whole paragraph of how the halachas apply to a Kohen God. But instead of addressing Aaron, which the halachas which as, apply, as they apply to him, and they apply to his sons, the way the Torah does it is it addresses his sons. And then in a third person it says, and the Kohen Gadol, he has different dealings. And so I want to ask the question, why is it like that? Why everywhere else when the Kohenim are being given a certain mitzvah is the instruction to Aaron or to Aaron and his sons? And particularly here, do we find that the Hashem's focus, so to speak, is directly in Aaron's sons? You're addressing the Kohenim B'nai Aaron. And if we're already on the topic, so there's another question which needs to be asked in this Pasuk. But this one is already asked by Chazal. And that is the Pasuk says, Speak to the Quran and the sons of Aaron. And you should say to them. And tell them that you're not allowed to let themselves become Tommy. So what was the first thing that was said? You've said two things. Tell the sons of Aaron and tell them that they can't become Tommy. What's the repetition of the word? Emor va'amarita. Emor va'amarita. Tell them and tell them. What are the two things you're telling them? So this question is already raised by the Midrash. It's even quoted by Rashi. And the Midrash answers, but I feel that the answer the Midrash gives requires elaboration. The Midrash's answer is To warn the adult Kohenim about the children. Which means not just that the Kohenim themselves have to make sure not to become Tomei but more than that the adult Kohenim have to make sure their children don't become Tomei. And therefore the parents are instructed to tell their children also 
about the mitzvah of the Kanim keeping their purity, keeping their level of Tara. Now, this idea, and that is that the elders are instructed to educate the youth, that the parents are instructed to direct the children, doesn't just come here. We find that in other places in the Torah as well. For example, when it comes to the laws of kashrus, of what can be eaten and can't be eaten, there also we have a limud that the parents are meant to instruct their children. Sending by the halachas in the Torah. And that's part of chinuch. The basis of chinuch is that a parent's responsibility is to make sure that his children will continue in his footsteps. A parent's chiyuv is to make sure that his children one day will be over their shem as well. And therefore, when a, the, at the age to understand, he has to warn them about any issue of the Torah. And if that's the case, what's unique about the midst of the Kanim, it is an extra word to tell us that there's a mitzvah specifically here, more than in other places, which is incumbent on the parents to teach their children. And let's finish with one last question. And then Ba'ad Hashem will come to understand together a big principle. A principle which doesn't just apply to Koyanim, it's a principle in Chinuch which applies to all of us. Normally, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives somebody a certain level, a certain Maila, so it may be given to them in merits of their greatness or what they've done, but once they've gotten that Maila, it automatically becomes the family, so to speak, spiritual acquisition, and their children maintain the same Maila. For example, when Avraham Avinu was given the opportunity to be the ancestor of Klai Yisrael, so his position, as Hashem promised him, Hashem would be liyos l'chola l'kim razarecho acharecho, to be a God for you and your generations following you. We don't find Avraham in different mitzvahs to all of us. Avraham was the first. But the mitzvahs that he was given become something which all Avraham's children are mitzvahed. And yet, when it comes to the Kainim, so we see that Aaron was given the Keser, the crown of becoming a Kayin, and if that's the case, it extends to his children as well, but not the same way. Aaron's the Kayin Godel. His children don't necessarily become Kainim Gedolim. They become something in between. They become regular Kainim. And there's one level which is unique to the Kayin Godel, and there's a different level which other Kohenim reach. Which means, even though there will be the descendant of Aaron who will fulfill the role after him of the Kohen Gadol, and even though all the Kohenim have the privilege to work in the base of Migdash because they're the sons of Aaron, but they don't necessarily get the same privilege he got. There's two rankings. There's Aaron's rank as a Kohen Gadol, and then those of his sons after him who didn't reach his level, and therefore they coin him. They have some of the privileges, they have the, the Kedush of a coin, but they aren't coining Gadol. 
Now let's put all these things together. And let's understand, like I said, a tremendous side which doesn't just apply to Kalim, but it's a tremendous side in the Khidr. We saw three questions. I'm going to summarize. Number one, normally mitzvahs given to Kalim are addressed to Aaron. And here the Torah specifically directs the mitzvah to the Kalim B'nai Aaron. Number two, there's a double language. Speak to them and speak to them. And that the Chazal learned is a special instruction which is emphasized here more than in other places in the Torah that the parents have to advise their children. And lastly, what we see unique by the Kohenim is that even though their entitlement to be Kohenim is in the schos of their father Aaron, nevertheless the privileges that they have aren't the same as the privileges of Aaron himself. They are regular Kohenim and he's a Kohen God. So, let's think together. Let's imagine the society that the Torah is talking to. When, for example, the Torah gives us the halach of keeping kosher. And the Torah delineates what's kosher food and what's not kosher food. And then the Torah says that the parents are meant to instruct their children not to eat non-kosher. Not to eat trefe. Well, let's imagine the scene. We have the city where everybody is keeping the Torah. We have a society where nobody is eating treif. And if that's the case, of course, we have to advise our children as what's allowed to eat and they're not. But that makes a standard which everybody is keeping. You could go to the store in such a place and not even find treif food if you look for it. No one's going to feel different by keeping the halachas of kashrus because everybody is. Similarly, the halachas of Shabbos. Yes, a father is obligated to teach his children the halachas of Shabbos, but then in the Torah's vision of society, it's a place where everyone is keeping Shabbos. And therefore, no one is going to feel that they're being different by keeping Shabbos. That's the norm. That's what everyone's doing as well. If that's the case, all the Torah needs to tell us is that you must serve in Shabbos and part of Chinuch is you should train your children as well. And we, the Torah doesn't expect more of a challenge in keeping Kashrus or Shabbos, whatever it may be, than that. But when it comes to the mitzvahs of the Koran, there's a big difference. Because the Kohenim lived amongst Klai Yisrael. And if that's the case, the circle of friends, the classmates, the other children in the town of the young Kohen, who were similar to him, who were also keeping Torah mitzvahs, who were also eating kosher and keeping Shabbos. But now we have to tell him, you're different to everybody else. They can go to... Basak forest, they can go to Miran like Boimer. You can't. They can play in the sandbox and perhaps touch the dead chariots. You can't. And if that's the case, you're making a situation. You're making a situation where you're making a Koyan different to his surroundings. And if that's the case, there could be that sense of alienation. 
of separation as well. Whereas all the other kids who are Yisraels can do certain things and they as a Kohen can't. They're on a different level and they're held to a different standard. And that's why because over here it's not something which society necessarily are all involved in. On the contrary, it's a situation where you're trying to encourage somebody to be different to the norm. To be different to the society around him. So therefore here there's a specific instruction. The parents are mitzvah to instruct, to mechanech their children regarding these halachas. Because one can't rely on society to create a norm for the Kayan when the Kayan is mechayev more and has to act in a way differently to everybody else. So that makes the parental responsibility to teach greater. But there's more depth over here. Because how's the parent meant to do that? The Torah might have shown us here that Tafka by the Kohenim, who were different, so to speak, to the Jews who are living around them, there's more of an emphasis which needs to be placed on the Chinuch to make sure that the young Kohen grows up keeping the halachas of the Kohen. There's a second point, and that's where we began. How are we meant to teach that? How are we meant to bring up a Kohen in a classroom, in a social scene of non-Kohenim? And he's restricted by what he can't do that they can, and we don't want him to feel resentful. We don't want him to feel that he's isolated because of the fact that he's a Kohen. And this, I would like to suggest, is the answer to the first question we asked. If a person is told you have to act a certain way or certain things are forbidden you which your friends are enjoying and the reason is because of your father. Imagine if we saw the Koyan. Because your father is a Koyan is the reason why you can't do what everyone else is doing. Because your father is a Koyan you can't join the class trip to the Basak Forest. So if that's the way the child's going to think, then he's going to feel that I'm suffering for my father's choices. I have to forego what I want to conform to my father's ideas. And then I start to feel that I'm taken advantage of. That I'm being compelled to do things I didn't want to do because of my family identity. This is the problem we spoke about before. If a child's growing up in a society where he's the only one who is keeping Shabbos, the only one who can't eat in a non-kosher restaurant, and the reason given to him is because your father is the rabbi, then yes, to some extent the child's going to feel that I'm being forced to act a certain way because of the choices of my parents. And yes, that could foster resentment. So how does the Torah tell us what's the right way to do it? That I believe is the reason why over here the Torah didn't address Aaron Ubanov. The Torah didn't begin with the regular, so to speak, introduction. Speak to Aaron and his sons. Because if that would be the case, then the sons would feel that the direction is to Aaron and we, as his sons, are, so to speak, compelled by him to act a certain way. 
to follow the direction that he wanted to choose. And yes, it separates us from the rest of Kla Israel, whether we like it or not. But to explain to them on the terms of that's what you have to do because your father is the Kohen Gadol, like I said before, is something which could engender a feeling of the desire to distance oneself from his father so he isn't compelled to act within the confines his father's placed in him. And therefore, what's the correct approach? When the Torah says, we want to encourage the young Kohen to keep the halachos which are expected of the Kohen. What's the way to do it? That's how the Pasuk starts. You're not addressing Aaron by extension his sons. You're addressing directly the sons of Aaron. And only them. We're talking directly to the children. And he asked, it says twice, Amor Vamarita, what are you saying both times? What did you say the first time? What did you add the second time? And the answer is exactly what the Apostle says. The first, Amor Lakonim B'nai Aaron, you must speak to the Kohenim of the sons of Aaron, Vamarita, and you must tell them the halachas of Nefesh, a person can't become Tommy for his people besides his, his extended family, if they call him. It restricts where you go, it restricts what you can touch, it restricts where you can be. So what's the first Amir? The second thing we are told is the halakhas they have to keep. What's the first thing they're being told? And the answer is, the first thing they're being told is exactly those four words. We tell them, you're koyanim. You're not an extension of your father. It's not we're speaking to Aaron and therefore his sons. We're speaking directly to you, the sons. And we say to them, You're Kohenim. We say, Aaron's sons, you are also Kohenim. And if you are Kohenim, that means you're holy in your own right. It means we have the mitzvah of being Makabit, the Kohen means you as well. It means it is a din of a Kiddashtoy, that he's more sanctified. It's not because of your father, it's because of you. You're a Kohen. And therefore, because you're a Kohen, and you're in a greater place, the Torah has expectations of you. And the principle for us is that's a tremendous in To make restrictions on what the child can do because of his father is going to generate resentment against his father. The way to do it is the way the Torah does. You're held to a different standard because you're better. You can't do things other people can do because you're in a different place. You have to be more makbin halacha because you're going to become an Adam Gadol. Yes, we're talking to the child. But we say to him, you have the, you're also greater. You're also in a different place. You can also aspire to much more. And therefore, the restrictions which are being placed on you is for your benefit. It's not just an extension of what you have to do because of your father. And that's the message to the guy. The dinner that you can't become Tommy and you have to act like a Kohen is not just because you've been there, Aaron. It's because you're Kohenim. You also have that Kedusha of being a Kohen and that is the high of you as an individual to keep these halachas. And therefore, to go back to what we started with, 
I believe that's the answer to the question. In a society where everybody shares Torah, Mitzvah this doesn't become a problem. No one's being isolated for keeping a loch. Whenever it's keeping a loch. But for those children of people who've gone out to distant locales, even different countries, whether it's as a rob or as a makarab, whatever position it's going to be, and the children confront other children who they can't be like, who they can't go to their houses, who they can't befriend too closely. The rationale has to be the rationale of the kind. Not be, you can't be with them or be like them because of what your father and your mother are. That's just going to engender resentment. Rather, it has to be like a terrorist says. You're speaking directly to the Kohenim B'le Aaron. And you're saying the sons of Aaron directly, you are Kohenim. And same thing. You must speak to those children and say, you are privileged. You are privileged. You have the opportunity to be shamed with Torah mitzvahs. You're going to reap the benefits of a from education. You're going to be held in the level of someone who always keeps control of what he eats. That's always the highest standard of kashas. Because if the motivating factor to be different is somebody else, then I feel forced. But if the motivating factor to be different is because of myself, then I feel encouraged. And yes, like the Kliyoka points out, the other coining weren't on the level of iron. He was a coin godel, they were only coin immediatum. And if the reason for keeping the Allah would have been that you're the sons of the coin godel, then they would have felt, we're not on that level. Why should we be keeping these halachas? And therefore the Torah addresses them and says it was given to you on the level that you are. You are Koyanim, not Aaron. That's something else. He's a Kohen Gadol. you the sons. You are Koyanim. And therefore these messages, these halachas apply to you. Because you, on your own merits, are Zaycha to the title of being a Kohen. And that comes with the benefits of being a coin, the kedusha which comes from being a coin, but also the responsibilities and the obligations which they are in being a coin. And that's the model for chinuch for us. Not to blame decisions on parents, but rather to explain how our child, having been brought up the way he was, in the position that he's in, is privileged. And he's able to grow much more. And therefore the restrictions which are placed on him. And the ways where he can't be like everyone else is because he's not like everyone else. Not somebody else. It's not imposing from outside. It's he on his own is greater. And therefore, he on his own is mechriv to God, his kedusha his level. Because it's not coming as an imposition to keep up with somebody else's lifestyle, but rather a motivation for a person to maintain. What we have to teach them is the lifestyle that they themselves are holding on.